his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Monday, February 7th. Throughout the month of February, Bay Current is bringing you stories and conversations focused on the month-long Black History Month celebration. Today's our latest installment, a conversation with Brandon Leak from Stockton. Name sound familiar? Probably does. Who have you at home chosen as our champion? It's time. America has voted. The winner of the $1 million and the star of the headline show in Las Vegas is... Brandon Lee! I have to be honest, I don't watch the show, so I didn't know about Brandon's inspiring and improbable win of America's Got Talent season 15. Not as a singer, not as a rapper, not as a musician, not as a dancer, but as a spoken word poet. How Brandon Lee came onto my radar was in my role as public address announcer for the Warriors at Chase Center. The first time we ran a video commemorating the Warriors 75 years in the NBA this year. This is the league's 75th year anniversary celebration. And the Dubs are one of just three franchises that have been around all 75 years. The New York Knicks and Boston Celtics are the others. Brandon wrote the feature and the amazingly talented team with Warrior Studio put it together. And the final product, whoa. From broken peach baskets and wrinkled leather <laughs> to packed out arenas and being immortalized in gold, this is a legacy 75 years in the making. From the Big Dipper to the Splash Brothers, <laughs> our legends have literally created history. Like everyone else in the building, I was mesmerized. Serious goosebumps. And I've watched it over and over again on YouTube, more times than I can even count. The glory of Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry. And though this storied franchise was established in 1946, you better believe this. We are just getting started. Recently, I had the distinct privilege of chatting with Brandon before a Warriors game at Chase Center on a night where the team was celebrating Black History Month, and he would perform later that night. I'm chatting with a champion over here, America's Got Talent winner, season 15. So I've been looking forward to having this conversation for a while, ever since I saw the video for the first time that we play before the Warriors games here. Let's just talk a little bit about like 
you know, what led up to that first. And that is you entering the scene, so to speak, on like the national level. Yeah. Um, so like my whole introduction to just poetry generally was girls were cute in middle school. Okay. So like I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote a poem for a girl that didn't go super well. And like, you know, back back in the day, nuance was not something that teenagers and still not to this day did well. Yeah, not so like, synonymous usually, no. As a, as a hooper, because basketball was my first love, I hid my poetry from the world because my basketball buddies would never accept it. Mm-hmm. I could have been a rapper, but a poet's too soft or too timid or whatever. Despite the fact that they do the same thing, they just talk about different stuff. Right. It's um, great And point. so winning, like, I do my journey, graduate college, go on tour on my own, and then I try out for AGT, don't make it the first time, do another tour on an album that I wrote, uh, try out again, make it, and then win the show. And then from there, it just pretty much kind of has its own momentum. Like, it's it was a beautiful, synonymous thing for me to be able to come back and do a poem about the game that I loved so much and yeah. still do love. So when I got offered the shot to be here to do the poem, I was like, oh, I don't really care what it is. Basketball and poetry coming together is inevitably the dream. So it yeah. was a it was a dream come true for me. It's a tour essentially through the history of the Warriors because this is the NBA's 75th anniversary season, and the Warriors are one of four teams that have been here since the jump 75 years ago. Granted, they were back in Philadelphia, but you know you're talking about from Wilt to Rick Barry, from you know Run TMC, Chris Mullen, obviously. We're watching a dynasty, I think, still right now with Clay, Draymond, and obviously oh, without question. Steph. I'd put Steve Kerr in there, too, because he's got three of those rings as the captain of the ship, right? Um, when you go to craft that message and put 75 years together, bring the passion of this, this fan base, which is notorious for its passion. Dub Nation is a real, real thing. You're from the Bay. I don't have to tell you that. Um, how did you go about putting that together, man? It's a... So you just so essentially the poem had to be like I think a minute and a half to two minutes, and uh, I wrote five minutes worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it's like, all right, cool. What's essential, right? Like, like what has what fat has to get cut? And it's the same process you do with any type of art that you write. But um, I think for myself, the passion behind it came from the love of the game. Like as I mentioned before, I, I was not a historic Warriors fan. I became a fan of the Warriors when Steph got drafted because. Funnily enough, I met Steph when he was at Davidson. Oh, no way. I met him at a camp in Los Angeles uh, my junior year of high school, and he was at Davidson at the time, and it was uh, like he was, I think, getting ready to get drafted or whatever. And when he got drafted to the Warriors, uh, my teacher was like, my science teacher was like, we got the best guy in the draft watch and then he hurt his ankles and then the teacher was like oh my gosh yeah like super undersized like remember how skinny he was oh completely and and he's six two six two you know you know maybe? they listen at six three but and it's that it's that basketball inch yeah but like how is that going to translate to the well he's a transformative player because oh, he's a completely. once in a generation talent obviously somebody knew that back then but i think a lot of the rest of the league didn't so good on your science teacher oh yeah <laughs> And like, but like my love of basketball transcends my fandom of any team or any player. Like I have, you know, like I, I studied basketball. Like I understood like what Wilt averaging 50 points a season and how they didn't 
count blocks for so long or else he'd be the leader in blocks in the entire world. Like, I understood what it meant to have a guy like Rick Barry break a mold on, on like, free throw shooting in which people were like, hey, yo, like, is this, how does this work? Because, you know, there's a lot of machismo when it comes to athletes just generally and to go with some type of unconventional shot it's like literally that. called a granny shot nobody's you know I mean? trying to do a granny shot and then he like you see it. you see run tmc and that type of a legacy that's brought i was in high school during the we believe warriors mm -hmm. time and getting a chance to see baron davis bang out on Karolinko, uh getting the chance to like steve like stack and you know matt barnes run through here and like also the not so great years where it was like oh man you know like people look at the warriors as a win on the record and then getting the chance to see their resurgence to being like man this is a tough night anytime they walk into our arena so encompassing that was not hard for me because i just love hoop so you're here tonight as part of beyond 28 which is the black history initiative for the warriors it actually started with Andre Iguodala several years ago in a press conference. He just mentioned, uh, someone had asked him about Black History Month, and he's like, you know, it's basically, I'm paraphrasing, it's like, basically it sucks we get the shortest month of the year. And uh, that started a conversation within the organization about, you know, we really should talk about black history and have those conversations year round. And this is, I think, the second or third year of the Beyond 28 campaign. But so the Warriors are celebrating Black History Month tonight and continuing that Beyond 28 campaign tonight. And you're here as part of that. What do you have in store out there? I have a poem entitled uh, Black Boy Joy. It's, uh, I think, probably one of the most um, radical things black folks can do is live a joyful life uh, in spite of all that we've suffered and all that we've gone through societally. And... Um, you know, that concept of Beyond 28 is real. Like, my blackness doesn't end come March 1st. Uh, neither does all that comes with it, the, both the positive and the negative. Um, and I have an opportunity to live a joyful life because life is not what happens to you. It's what you do in response to it. And so for somebody, and I think it's like really poetic justice for somebody like Andre Iguodala, who has had such a storied history here yeah. to be so, so fundamental in its like upbringing and starting to now be back on this team to be able to celebrate it here today and then throughout the course of this year. Yeah, fam, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I love that. I absolutely love that. This is probably a good example of it, but have you had the opportunity to do more things for your community, for whether it be Black History Month type stuff or just you know, getting messages out about the importance of these conversations, right, F about black and brown Americans, about inequality, especially since um, AGT, America's Got Talent, and your elevated position as a celebrity, as it were? Oh, yeah, without question. I mean, like, I, during AGT, I was actively attending protests and things like that within my city. And then after winning, I, uh, I immediately started doing a, um, a uh, workshop series in schools called Mosaic, which talks about how we are better together than we are apart. Um, and like a huge initiative I'm pushing right now is I'm trying to buy an old Kmart building in my southeast side part of Stockton to open up Stockton's first black-owned grocery store. Wow, that's awesome. Um, because the objective is if I can build a place in which young black folks can come look at and see and say like somebody who looks like me, who talks like me, who's from where I'm from, bought, owns and runs that, then what's stopping me from doing whatever it is that I wanted to do? Um, if they need a job, they can come talk to somebody who looks like them. I mean, you know, we're dealing with a... Uh, 
you know, Brian Flores and the whole NFL scenario where, you know, we have our good boys club that prevents people from being able to walk through the doors to be able to get opportunities because they don't look or talk like them. And the only way that that changes is if you have greater representation across the board. And so it's not like I'm trying to openly discriminate against anybody, but the idea is if I can provide more opportunities of substance for my people, I would love to. It's awesome. So real quick, let's just talk just a little bit about the America's Got Talent, you know, experience. I mean, you win it as a poet. I think that probably I know it took a lot of people by surprise. That's obviously, you know, a, a history making thing. All the that YouTube you did. hate. Oh, I imagine <laughs> that there's some of that. Has any of that subsided? Uh, no. That's unfortunate. No, 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 no. That uh, doesn't that doesn't subside. That it doesn't. And you know, hopefully, as you know, it just should be kind of water off a duck's back and off you go, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> the reality is it I in the oh man I'm blanking on his name but uh one a uh, former senator he passed away um I like being in good trouble Oh John Lewis John Lewis yeah. I love being in good trouble yeah. The reality is um I offended people with what I said and what I did because it went against their normality yeah, and yeah. their normality is against me So it, it didn't matter if I offended them. The point was to comfort those who needed comfort and to offend those who needed to be offended. How do you feel about that going into it? I mean, I don't think you go into it thinking, I'm just going to, you know, do the thing. I mean, you obviously wanted to win, probably expected to win. Nope, but not at all. No, really? Nah. So, like, really? I, I showed up to the show and I was like, hey, there's no way a poet will win the first time they're ever on the show. But I'll groundbreak an opportunity for the next one. I see. So I'm like, cool. I'm about to kill it. I'm about to do my best. And I'll probably get through like the first two rounds. And then third round, I'll get a shot. And then it'll be like, all right, cool. He kind of went far enough. Let's move on. And then we'll go to our more conventional talent. And then when I'm, the time that I really thought I got eliminated was after I did my poem, Pookie, which is about uh, my mom's fear of not having me around because there was a, at a, a long story short, I had a, I stopped at a gas station on my way home from college and a white dude pulled a gun on me and said, you're not worth my bullets, nigger. Um, and so, um, yeah, like I thought I was like, all right, cool. The main consum- consuming people of this pod, of this show are middle of America. They're not going to rock with this poem, so I'm going to get voted out. And when I survived that, I said, oh, I can win. I might have a shot. But going into it, I was like, okay, two, maybe three poems. Wow. That's so fascinating to hear. I mean... Now, did I think I, think, I could look, win? Yeah. I had the talent to win sure. objectively. But it was just a matter of whether it's not a ma- it's not a metric of whether or not you have the skill. It's a metric of whether or not people will vote for you. Like on a basketball court, my skill and my effort is a direct reflection on that scoreboard. Sometimes it's an off night and it's just be an off night. But when it comes to that show, what happens is it's on America's dime and vote to choose who they want to move forward. And if I'm not America's cup of tea at that moment, then it doesn't matter how talented I am. It was their subjective decision. And subsequently, what's been the most rewarding? Like, what have you been able to, to take from that experience and take that into the real world after an experience like winning America's Got Talent? So, like, A, I don't care about notoriety outside of the social leverage it gives me to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I like walking around my neighborhood and like not being bothered like I like if I could be any if I could just be a normal dude who does what I do then I'd like to um but uh there's two moments that really define three moments that really define like what I did on that show for me I had a older white woman she was about like 
67. She reached out to me and she said, I've hated Black Lives Matter and that movement for an immensely long time. Um, I went to anti-Black Lives Matter rallies. I've screamed things that I'm not proud of. And hearing your poem about your mother changed me. Because if my son were, be, were to be taken that way, I'd go burn a city down too. So if nothing else, you changed this Wisconsin woman's heart. And that hit me. Wow. The second one was I had a young student who walked up to me and said, you know what I want to be when I get older? I was like, what? He was like, I want to be a poet. And growing up, I never wanted to be a poet. Right. I wanted to be a basketball player. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to do none of that. And the idea that this, young, that this young person can look at me and say, like, I want to share my story with the world, that changed my heart. And then the final one was I, uh, like, I, I follow Christianity as my general religion. Um, I had a young lady come up to me um, after my time on the show and tell me that she was contemplating suicide during the pandemic because my, my show was running during the pandemic. And she said, I don't know why, but I heard God's voice through you. Wow. And the day that I was going to commit suicide was the day that I heard the poem about your sister. And I'm still here because of you. So like those three moments, mm -hmm. whether I won or lost, I won. That's incredible. So yeah, I mean, like that's it. Kind of lost for words. That's pretty. It's pretty spectacular. Just that's just three stories. Yeah, I'm sure the 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 reach and the impact goes much further than and that. And I'm, you know, like there'll be people who will never share it, who will never get the chance to share it. Right. But I walk on stage with one objective: if I can change one person's life, I did my job. Or if I plant the seed in one person's life, I did my job. Because the reality is, I'm a seed thrower. I don't get the chance to nurture all the seeds. Um, I like that. But if I threw it somewhere, now it's there to be, to be watered by somebody who's close. This was a really fun conversation. Brandon Leake, thank you so much for the time. I do appreciate Side it. Side note, I want to reiterate this. This gentleman wears the greatest pins <laughs> in the National Basketball Association. So if y'all ever come to a game, make sure you ask what pin of the day it is <laughs> for the game. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Yeah. Today it's, I think, uh, Season 9 winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Aquaria. Pretty cool. I appreciate the shout-out. Thank you. <laughs> no stressing, dog. Brandon, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Really man. great stuff. Thanks again to Brandon. I've included links to some of Brandon's championship run on America's Got Talent and his awesome Warriors history video in this episode's show notes. And as a reminder, we'll have episodes focused on Black History Month several times a week throughout the month. You can stay connected with Bay Current on Twitter at Bay Current. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. Please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, you know, anywhere you listen. We're also on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 